Okay, so it's uh, it's uh, Friday, the thirty first of July. It's uh, the Grouchy Club podcast, uh, and I'm very rushed because everything's been going on today. So I'm forcing forcing Copsey to do a short one, as it were, Mrs. <laughs> as it were, as it were, yes, and she's a short one. But on the other hand, we are only doing this because I'm on a train up to Edinburgh tomorrow. Tomorrow being Saturday. Tomorrow being Saturday. And I suppose we better establish why you're going up to Edinburgh. Why would that be? Well, I'm going up to Edinburgh for the same reason you're going up to Edinburgh, John, which is. Uh, You've forgotten. You've forgotten. You forgot. The Edinburgh Fringe. Here's the the Edinburgh Fringe, folks. Uh, Now you may not have heard of this. Uh, It's a bit of a bit of a hoo ha uh, in Edinburgh every every August. And we haven't talked. That's not what we haven't mentioned to each other what we might might talk about in this podcast, but especially today because I've only just arrived. Uh, and but we are going to talk probably about the Edinburgh Fringe and the fact that Copstick's already pre-written some some excellent pieces for the Scotsman. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, and uh, interesting pieces, I believe. I, I just I, I've just written sent off. That was a horrible. Gu- that, I'm sorry about that pause there. I, there was a huge smile on my face, uh, listeners as opposed to viewers, um, who will know there was a huge smile on my face. I was just remembering. Uh, I, I did. Uh, I, I came up with this idea of comedy couples. Um, because, you know, from... Real, real comedy couples. Real comedy couples, you know, like George... And uh, George Burns. No, George Burns and Gracie Allen. You know, I mean, real-life comedy couples. Yeah. John, you know I meant that. Yeah. You're just teasing me, aren't you? Yeah. Because that's what you do. Yeah. Um, how's your toenail, by the way? Oh, well, I'll show it to you later. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, and it transpired as I leafed through the programme and, to be fair, talked to a couple of PRs that um, there were two young comedy couples who sound who were both interesting for different ways. One, um, Alfie Brown and uh, Jesse Cave, who are the most unlikely comedy couple. I mean, it's it's why are they unlikely? Well, because Jesse Cave is the only word I can come up with is adorable. She's just <laughs> the loveliest, sweetest, nicest. She's. She's lovely. It's a bit harsh on Alfie, isn't it? Uh, and Alfie Brown is, is Alfie Brown. I mean, he's kind of... He's um, not, is he? Well, yes. I mean, he's a, one of the interesting things about the relationship is the, the way they're both kind of growing into it. And they've got a baby. Whose? Theirs. Ah. Um, not Madeline McCann. So, uh, she's not a baby anymore, John. No, no, Keep up. That's true, yes. uh, So this is like a proper, like, that size... Baby thing called 12, Donny. 12 in Donny. Donny. Named after. As in Osmond. I don't know. Ah, well, someone, obviously. Uh, and then there's uh, Bobby Mayer, of whom I'm a huge fan, and Harriet Kemsley. Well, I didn't know they were a couple. That's terribly exciting. I yes. know. Well, yeah, because they've been a couple for a while. And then. Finger on the pulse, that's me. And he. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then he had a bit of a moment, ended up in Geneva. Um, having paid things. large amounts of money to a prostitute, uh, but not remembering what he'd done. Are so, we, are, yeah. we, are we allowed to say this? Is in the public domain? Well, it will be in a minute once it's um, printed in the Scotsman. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. And uh, then the third like couple. Yes. Well, there's a great film in it actually. Um, the. Uh, I'm still struggling with the word moment, but carry on. Uh, well, a moment. We, I think we all have them. A moment of madness on Clapham um, Common. Yeah, you know, you kind of. Yes. Do you think things run away with you, and then you have? I mean, don't tell me you've never had accidental sex. <laughs> Passing aside of that bizarre concept, uh, why Geneva? 
I have absolutely no idea. Read the article, John, read the article. Oh, it no, doesn't no. tell you in the article, uh, but soon. you should read the article I, I, anyway. Out soon, uh, during the fringe. Then. And, and the, the third, the third, uh, couple, the third couple, couple is, is the wonderful, the glorious, the fabulous uh, Matt Price and Martha McGuire. I absolutely bloody... I mean, they're, they're like comedy's most wonderful Little and large. couple. You just... Yes. And you can't think of anybody on the entire planet that either of them would be better with. They're just like the perfect, perfect couple. And they just adore one another. Not that the other couple... The other couples obviously adore one another too and are very supportive of each other. Uh, Martha and Matt, it's... I'm, I'm not going to tell you the wonderful things that are... But it's like, it could be my favourite piece of anything I've ever written. And largely because I didn't really write it. It's mostly it's just it, their interviews. You didn't sort of sub, sub, sub let it to uh, Indonesian schoolboys or something. What? I don't know. I, I, you're no, gibbering I'm, now, John. You're gibbering. It sounded like it was going somewhere. You're having a bad day and you're gibbering. I'm, I'm having a bad no, day. No, what I'm yeah. saying is that I didn't, I didn't write too much me. I, I didn't put too much me in it. It's mainly what they said to me, and it's fascinating and wonderful and lovely and funny, and everybody should read it. I don't know when it's in the Scotsman, so you're going to have to buy the Scotsman every day. Sounds almost Fleming-esque. It's quite expensive, the Scotsman, now, isn't it? No, it's, it's worth all the money in, uh, that it's you pay for it. It's worth all the money that you pay for it. Yes, yes. I think they should sell the, the festival supplement separately. Yeah, yes. But let's not get too, too bedded down in the Scotsman, except for how long have you been writing for the Scotsman? Since 19... 99 or 98. That's your second century with them. Exactly. Ah, It is. ah. Yeah, so great moving on from that. What are we talking about? I've no idea because I'm 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 on another planet. Uh, What planet is it? Well, we've got got our first. We do have our first uh, real contender. Ah. For the Cunning Stunt Award. Oh, so we do, uh, which has been in my blog and in Chortle today. About it's been how, bloody everywhere. How, how you, were, you were conned. You were conned by Matt Roper, a.k.a. Alfredo. I was, yes, I was hijacked. I, or other words, yes, yes. My, my computer... I, he came down, he, he'd left his lovely... Uh, uh, I'm miming now, people. Typewriter, type, manual typewriter. Who, not manual, the waiter. Manual no, no, typewriter. No, no, no. <laughs> I will laugh. Let's see what she did there. Um... Uh, he, he'd left that when he was off on his travels, uh, came back to collect it. There was a show that night. I thought the show was on the Wednesday. turned out to be on the Tuesday. A girl called Joe Coffey, who does characters, including rather a strange but good Amy Winehouse and Matching Dog. Matching? Matching, matching Dog, the, yep. The, the, the dog so, a large black wig. Uh, Matt stayed to watch the show, another of the fringe previews that we've been doing here, last one of the French previews, oh yes, and uh, while I was in here laughing heartily and applauding, in the Emporium. he nicked round the back and put this fallacious piece, fallacious, not fallacious, yeah it's got to happen in nicking round the back, fallacious piece uh, on uh, my Facebook page, explaining that last year... There had been a hideous misprint in the Scotsman and that his three-star review really should have been a five-star review. Uh, and by the time... <coughs> by the next day, it had been reposted and everybody liking it. And I need to repost it because I thought it was genuine. Exactly! I couldn't believe it. I click. You... And I'm not easily fooled. <laughs> I mean, anyway, but... Uh, yes, it was reposted by you, which has to... Me- I mean, he... Hijacked me, reposted by you. Now it, it, it has to be worth the cunning stunt. Award. Nomination, nomination, nomination. Yes, I, 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 far I, be it from me to hand it all out now. Other nominations are available. 
indeed. Think, what are they? Do we know? I no. Think, I think you told me, somebody told you about a possible stunt a few months ago, they told you about it, but I can't remember what it was. And There's an awful lot of very lame ones. Right. Well, yes, I mean, it's the definition... Like, you know, I'm coming up to do a show in Edinburgh. It's... Well, it's the definition of a cunning stunt, because a couple of years ago, I think it was... Well, it has to be cunning. Yes, had someone, someone did a And thing, a stunt. Someone did a thing where lots of red-headed men paraded through Glasgow. Yes. And, and we, we, uh, Coxig and I got this, this horrendous... Uh, uh, email afterwards from a, a PR man who shall be nameless. Yes, he shall. Yeah, because he's wonderful. Yeah, he is wonderful. Uh, and he, he was berating us in no uncertain terms for not nominating this this for a cunning stunt mm. award. And he was saying, "Wow, it's been it's been, show, it's been on, in the newspapers and television in Kuala Lumpur and Australia and everywhere. It's a great stunt, and it was a stunt, but it's only a stunt. And there's, yes. no, there's no cunningness involved. I mean, uh, good point. See, that's where our award yeah. it has to be both a stunt." And cunning. Yeah. So to so walking down Prince's Street dressed as a penguin is a stunt, and it might get you a picture in the Scotsman, but it's not a, a cunning stunt. I don't think it would, by the way. <laughs> not, not a cunning stunt in the way that um, uh, uh, Malcolm Hardy writing his own review for the Scotsman and getting it published under someone else's name is a cunning stunt, because it somehow involves... It's a brilliantly uh, cunning stunt. In fact, I suppose it's, it, rather than a cunning stunt, they're really conning the stunts, aren't they? There has to be a con involved in the cunning stunts. And they are even, uh, had we been around then... Uh, Jason Woods taking one star review and putting a star, the Scotsman. We've, we've done this many times. Just, just, just Google, not Google, <laughs> but look at one of John's previous podcasts. It's there endlessly. Yeah, it's a cop, cops that gave him a one star review, and, the, and that very day, I think, yep. he put in all his posters a star, the Scotsman. Uh, now and, that's clever. And I, th- I think a cunning stunt probably has to uh, manipulate reality. You have to believe something is happening that isn't happening. I but not in a druggy way. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just giving you, well, although, well, no. giving your entire audience ecstasy or something to make sure they had a rollicking good time at your show, especially if it was a, a press performance, that might be a cunning stunt. It would be illegal, but it would be a cunning stunt. It might be a cunning stunt. You might even get nominated for the, the House of Lords or something. Yeah, you might even get arrested, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm now thinking about... Far be it from us to put ideas into your tiny minds. Now, yes, I know, the second last, because people keep, you told me that people keep asking for recommendations. Oh, yes, they love it. The second last uh, preview that happened at, here at the Mama Biashara Emporium uh, was a girl called Alice Fraser. Now, she'd, I'd never heard of her. Uh, it's her first, she's a newbie. Oh, so she's got, she got a third name, is Alan? Alice Rebecca ah. was an A.H. Yeah. Fraser. Yeah. Um, I'd never heard of her, but she emailed me when I said that the space was available. She arrived uh, on Monday from Australia. She is Australian. And this was And came what? straight... So like Tuesday she was here, was she? And she was, no, she was here on the Monday. Bloody hell. Yeah, okay. So she actually came straight off the plane yeah. to here. She stopped. She had a, a shower at a mate's house, came straight here. And uh, I, I really didn't know what to expect, which is good. I like that. It's good, it's good. That. And it's a very odd show. It's... We like odd. To be absolutely, absolutely honest, it's a bit of a mess. But it is a beautiful mess. What's it about? And, well, what happened was she started to write her show and it was jokes, 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 jokes. And then, four days before her first preview, there was a kind of a, a turnaround in everything. An epiphany. And uh, she decided that she was going to throw away that show and do a show about sadness. And then, uh, I think not long before she left, I mean, I mean a matter of weeks, uh, her mum died. 
Her mum ha- was a wonderful musician who had MS from the age of 25. And then just at the point where you think, well, this, you know, this woman is losing everything. She lost... I know it's not sounding very funny. Well, no, I, I would actually just think it sounds like the perfect Edinburgh comedy show. Oh, Dead, death, it, MS, everything. I know, it, it, she lost feeling in her fingers, so she couldn't play anymore. It just got worse and worse and worse. And then, at the point where you think it couldn't get any worse, Rule she was three. diagnosed with cancer. And um, on, on a lot of different levels, uh, Alice was going to do a show involving that. and she, But... And then her mum died, and this show is kind of a big, amazing, entertaining, funny, tragic, sad, uplifting, very occasionally musical, kind of like a, you know, like Eaton Mess. It's this mm. great, and it's it's wonderful, and it's bits of broken up meringue, and it's bits of strawberry. It's a bit like that, and I don't know which of these shows because there's like three shows yeah, in it, yeah. is eventually going to win out once it's been shaken down a few for a few performances in Edinburgh. Whichever of them wins out, it's going to be a wonderful show. If none of them wins out, it's a very odd show, but it's, it's, inc- it's incredible. I, I mean, I, I loved it. There, there are laughs in there. She's a tremendous performer. She, she's very powerful presence on stage and she's she has got what I can't I cannot think of another female performer who can do what she does with silence she can actually do that Stuart Lee thing of stopping halfway through a line and that's that's intentional perhaps yes and kind of obviously considering her next word and then and not having everyone go oh shit she's forgotten her lines um I, I think she's a tremendous performer slightly although comparisons are odious i suppose if she reminds me of anyone she reminds me of sarah kendall not just because she's australian and has long hair but she is australian and she does have long hair but there's a there is a power to her on stage presence which is very impressive and I should point out that you're not known for liking female comedians, as to be said, and therefore this is actually even more it's, of a plug for her. It, it's, I mean, I... Well, I want to see the show now. Yeah, I really want to see what happens to it, and it, it's... It sounds, it sounds to me like she shouldn't settle the show down. It sounds well, like the, the mess is actually better than if she settled it down into something it, more formulaic. It makes it very personal, you yeah. know, because it feels very mm. honest. I, I think uh, there are some types of show that need to be slick, you know, a gag, gag, gag show or a character show. They need to be slick. With the, the more honest shows, the kind of Chris Dangerfields, the Matt Prices, the, uh, I know they're kind of storytelling, but this, you, you feel a kind of privilege being there listening to this stuff, which is obviously honest while she's kind of working it through in an intelligent way. And there's only one thing, and I don't think it's in the programme. The show should carry a banjo warning. (laughs) There is banjo, there is blatant, deliberate use of a banjo in this show. But does this not fit into the general melee? 
Well, I don't know if a banjo fits into anything, quite frankly, John. You also seem to be implying this wasn't a storytelling show, whereas it sounds to me as it is a storytelling Well, it, it is a storytelling yeah. show, but then there are little chunks where there's jokes, there's... You should go and see... I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm going to... I, I just I, thought it was tremendous. I, sounds, I really thought it was tremendous. Sounds, is, is it comic originality, which is our main prize? Probably not, but... Mm. Comic original, our main prize for comic originality is a bit strange. Basically, it means that you've got to, the presentation has to be distinctly odd. You can't just stand there and, and tell, say, say sentences like normal. There has to be something bizarre going on, I think. And this is not bizarre. Although, if the format's as bizarre as you make it sound. <laughs> well, no, it's not. It's just, it's just because it's kind of still... Bits of all the different shows are still yeah. all there. Um... Sounds a bit like Can Hear Anonymous Merck and Ever Forget Mercy Hump and Fight Through Happiness, the Tony Newley film. You just wanted to say that, John. It's <laughs> nothing like that. You just wanted to say it and to let people know that you knew it. It is, but it's a great film because it's, it's a terrible mess. And then uh, it's a terrible mess. And then halfway through, three critics walk onto the screen and criticise it for being the mess that you just realised it was. <laughs> it's a great film. It's a very, very anyway. Aside from that, but, so yes, I, that uh, would be uh, one of my. Re- I, I really what's that, number one think I would like to recommend this show. I also, um, I went a bit, made a big mistake. Um, well, not a mistake. Well, yes, a mistake. Uh, I went on, there's a, a page on Facebook called, it's like, sell this show, sell this gig out. And I went on to it to recommend uh, Will Hodgson's show. I didn't quite realise that is a kind of a no-go area for me. So I'm uh, sorry about trespassing on Sell This Gig Out, but Will Hodgson's show is one I would love to recommend and have sold out. And I don't even know if he's in the programme. But he's at... um, (coughs) He's at... uh, What do you call it? The um, Cabaret Voltaire on PBH's Free Fringe. And he's just a joy. He he is... uh, Don't you agree? I think Will Hodgson is... Is a glorious... Pretty much unique, I would have thought. Yes. <coughs> You've used the word unique twice. Uh, well, rule of three, it's going to crop, crop up again. Uh, it can't. Not. If it's unique, it can only crop up once. The word can be unique. Anyway, let's not get into that. Word talk. Uh, well, well, last night I saw, um, talking about people who aren't in the programme, I saw um, uh, Lindsay Sharman, who was very good. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, Tell me more. Tell me more. I'm very bad at describing things. It, it, it was allegedly about uh, religion, and so she was going to talk about religions and take the piss out of religion, uh-huh. except there was a sort of note in the programme saying she's not mad, so obviously it's only going to be Christianity and Jesus and Jews. She's not going to oh. be, uh, but uh, it was very, uh, very extremely entertaining. Uh, and, and indescribable, which is always a good recommendation. Indescribable. She does it as Madame Magenta, her her uh, mind reader. Uh, 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 I don't know what she is. She's a mind reader or something. Oh. Uh, but it never actually enters into the, the the plot at all. And that's it. And she's in which section? She, she's in the comedy section. Uh, she's not billed in the program, and she's at the voodoo rooms. Uh, either before or after her, her, her husband, her husband uh, Lawrence Owen, who's excellent as well, of course. You've never seen Lawrence Owen? No, have I you? haven't. We've... I didn't even know they were married. Yeah, and they got married in Disney World about a month ago or two months ago. Crikey. And, of course, he's got a very famous Disney World, or Disney song. That he never told anyone in Disney World he had this. Pastiche <laughs> of the Disney oeuvre. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and interestingly, he, he he said that they they felt different when he got engaged, but not when he got married. Oh. <laughs> I'm not quite sure why, but anyone out there can probably tell me. I'm I'm also looking forward. And I couples have to go early uh, because 
the cheese might finish. I'm going to go and see, I want to go and see Twonky's stinking bishop. And there is actual, because that, that was one of the first things I asked him, of course. Uh, he, he sent his little, do come and see the show thing. And I said, well, is there actual stinking bishop? Because <coughs> knowing Twonky, <coughs> just because he's called his show Twonky's stinking bishop doesn't mean it's got anything to do with stinking or bishops or cheese of any sort. Because stinking bishop is a type of cheese. And uh, so then we had a bit of an a, a email conversation about where exactly you could find it. And he's, he has... He's got some stinking bishop, which he says is not nearly as stinking as he thought it would be. Or bishopy. Uh, and so I'm going to get myself down there as soon as I can, because if I went down and the stinking bishop had finished, I'd be very disappointed. Surely if it stinks, the later you go, the better, surely. Oh, yeah, but then you see it might all be gone. Ah, be, it's, it's, it's very true. The riper it is... <coughs> The riper it is, the better. And also, you know me and my bad memory. There, yeah. there is a show that I recommended you should see. No, I don't remember you and your bad memory, because I'd forgotten. that I'd ruined that gag, sorry. That could have been a gag. If I'd been quicker, you'd have said, do you remember, but you remember me and my bad memory? And I'd have said, no. Do you remember me and my bad memory? No. It doesn't work, does No, it, it doesn't, no. Yeah. Second time. Anyway, moving on. There's some show I recommended, but it, it overlaps with our, the end of our uh, Grouchy Club. Oh, uh, yes. Um, uh, so you can't remember, either. Yeah, no, it's, it's the, the Human Loire. Ah, oh, oh, yes, the Human Loire. see? Yeah. Mind like a steel fucking trap. My, my, Michael Brandstrom, who this year is doing the, the Golden Age of Steam. Yes. Uh, and I don't know if I'm giving anything away here, but you just hand out to the audience sort of pieces of paper with the word chuff on them. Crikey. I know, that's pretty, pretty avant-garde, I think, but it's excellent. I but he's only up for, a, for like a week or he's something. He's only up for a week. I think it's the final week. Of... Yeah, I object to people who only come up for a week. Well, yeah, you can object to him out loud. He'd be perfectly I just, I just think there's something well, they're damn money. unacceptable well, about... They haven't got money, little little souls. Well... If you, I mean, even if you go on the free, one of the free uh, shows, yep. other, other free shows are available... Um, you, uh, you have to pay for accommodation and all the rest. I know. And this, there was a, uh, something somewhere that said the accommodation has gone up by a third. Yeah, in the Scotsman. 33%, so it must be true. You should read the Scotsman, it's very good. And it's quite such cheap. Quite I mean, cheap. the people of Edinburgh really ought to be fucking ashamed of themselves. Well, they whine and moan and whinge on about, ee, this noise and there's this and there's that. Meanwhile, pocketing a small fucking fortune for their ghastly, badly heated Edinburgh flats. Well, well I think the weather might have something to do with it. I mean, in fact, the flat I've been in for, I think, the last four years, and indeed which we're you in... mean our flat? Our, our flat this year, yes. Uh, there was a changeover... Please last... stay tuned to find out if I have to kill him. There was a changeover last... He can't make tea, you know, listeners. There was a changeover last year. Rule of three, you've got to interrupt again. Nothing. OK, there was a, a changeover... I'm interrupting for a third time just to make it the rule of three... I think it's important. <laughs> it was a change of last year where I found out. Unique. I See, I've said it third time. I found out what the actual tenant was paying, which was half what I was paying. But you think it's worth it for the fringe. I mean, it was about average for the fringe. Uh, well, it's incredibly uh, cheap for the fringe. You don't think that I would actually come and share with you if it wasn't saving me money? No. Well, no one would. And frankly. you wouldn't share with me if you didn't have to have a flatmate. If I didn't need the to money. share the rent, yeah. Well, I didn't need the small pittance that we you're paying. We're bound yes. together by our poverty. And, 
Um, <laughs> just a few moments while I think of that. <laughs> but, uh, I think we'll probably finish here because I do need to finish quite early. <laughs> what, because uh, you've got to go and do things. I have got to Because go. your world's falling apart today. My, my world is falling apart. There have been about four changes going on and I've got to go to Apple because uh, I'm having trouble with my pages, as it were. OK, so bye-bye, John. Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye, whoever you are. Uh, oh, but I have to press all sorts of buttons. You, this is where You've I get forgotten. Memory again. Which button do I press?